0: Hi Emmaus, welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode number two, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. So we're back in the studio today. None of us were fired yet after episode one of this podcast. So I'm back here with Jaron and Kennedy. How are you guys doing? Hey, good to be back.
1: Yeah, doing good. Uh,
0: Did we watch the Elf movie after our terrible attempt? I I did not. No, Um, I didn't. I was just
1: mostly embarrassed. Yeah,
0: that was was tough, but that's all right. Well, we're recovering this week. So I told you last week that we hope to have some guests on the podcast, and we are starting at the top of the guest list today. We have a very special lady, a very Special guest for you, Miss Anne Darling. Yeah! <laughs> oh, the crowd, and the goes, crowd wild. goes wild. Everyone's like tearing their ear- earbuds out at this point. So. <laughs> oh man! and thanks for being here. You bet. Yeah, Tried thank to. you. Well, we're going to get to our conversation with Anne here mm-hmm. in just a minute, Jaron report from caroline last week it
2: was as good as i hoped to it to be and uh it's just i'm just convinced of its value and convinced of uh the the incredible blessing it is uh, to the people we get to to go hang out with and and go see we saw close to 25 homes and so we broke up into four groups we had a group go to norman West side of Moore, east side of Moore, kind of more centrally located to the church. But uh, there's a lot of up, in, and out value in caroling because obviously we're, uh, we're singing songs about uh, Emmanuel. And so we're being reminded of the good news. Uh, we're praying for the folks we go and, and visit and they're able to share some of their current struggles and just willing to kind of share those things with us. And we get to pray for them right there on the spot, which is a really good thing. Um, and then the end portion, just getting to do ministry together with those folks. We're traveling around uh, to these different homes, and then uh, surprisingly, the 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 outlet that we get. I hear from folks that we're going to go visit, thanking us for coming, and what a ministry it is to their neighbors for them to see us come to their home and to have that interaction with their neighbors to like, hey, who's that group that came? And so it, it always spawns conversations with neighbors and, and sometimes those neighbors are there and will kind of see what's going on and come on over. So there's just a lot of a lot of cool things that happen with the with the Caroling. So we had a great time. It's not just about the singing. It's just about the the ministry that takes place and the joy we get by by doing it. So yeah. it was a great time. I was
0: reminded of the power of just showing up to someone's house and being, especially if someone's in a situation where they're not able yeah. to come to church worship services, do right. that, how special it is to have people yeah. people come by. And this week, Kennedy, correct me if I'm wrong, but proclaiming the Display <laughs> Challenge is praying over someone, yeah. praying, praying for them in person, mm-hmm. and just the gift of showing up to someone's home, you know, obviously being respectful of their situation, but just praying for them and, and how good that is. And so... Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Going off script just slightly for a second here, but you've you've been through seasons of life where you weren't able to come to church as often or be involved, and just the gift of people praying for you and and coming to your house. I know that's been really special, been really special
3: to you. It it ha- it was, and it and it is, and it has been. Uh, it's um it's amazing how um, much prayer can. Uplift you, and give you comfort, and uh, just see you through uh, the difficult times in your life. Um, I I thank my church family for that. Yeah. Because even if um, people weren't present in my house, um, I know that there were prayers being lifted for us, and uh, I I it was wonderful. No. The one saving thing about about the whole event. Uh, in my life was, um, was God's presence.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I just, when we were having that conversation, I thought there's no better person to be here uh, than Anne to think about the number of people you've prayed for and how people have been able to pray for you. And so, Emmaus, if this week, uh, get out there, pray for someone, contact somebody, find a way to do that over the phone, in person, whatever that looks like. And so we were able to do that through Carolyn. This Sunday, we have a chance to do that again. Mm -hmm. We're going to eat lunch together Mm -hmm. uh, right after the service. So we're going to have the Lord's Supper, (laughs) which we're going to talk to Ann about in (laughs) just a little bit. So we're going to have that little meal. But if that cracker and juice doesn't satisfy you, you can stick around for, for lunch after that. Let us know you're coming if you haven't already signed up. And then, Kennedy, we go out and do meal bags after that. Tell people yeah. what they need to know about the meal bags.
1: Yeah, so after we eat the lunch, um, we'll gather together. We'll split up into two different teams, um, and we have two main sites that we'll be passing out our meal bags, and um, as of right now, we have around 200 bags that we'll be passing out this Sunday. Um Southmore basketball actually came up this week and um, just helped us prepare for what's coming this Sunday so it was cool for them to kind of be involved alongside us Um, but when we go and pass out the bags it'll just be a good opportunity to one engage with our neighbors um, but also invite them to join us for Christmas Eve and Christmas and that's a huge reason why the proclaim and display challenge this week is physically praying over someone because you'll get the chance at the end to um, ask that person what they need prayer for and you'll get to physically pray over them. Um, and I think that that just opens up doors for the gospel to be shared.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We're not just handing out bags. We're there to pray for them and, and ask mm-hmm. about God's work in their life. And that's a good reminder for any of us as we as we reach out to people. So so Ann, we brought you on the podcast today uh, as our first official guest for, for several different reasons, one of which is the Lord's Supper coming up this Sunday. And we'll talk about that and your role now we should tell you that when Anne Miss Ann walked into the room today, she said she came with a list of some how'd you put it You came with a list of a few uh, concerns? A few concerns. concerns? <laughs> yeah. So uh, publicly for our podcast, Anne's gonna have a chance to she's gonna have a chance to air her concerns about it. We're gonna A-S. say that to the end, so <laughs> stick <laughs> around. Yeah. Oh man. She asked also how long the podcast was. That really got us concerned (laughs) (laughs) at that point. So and we're gonna talk about some ways that you served in the church and Lord's Supper preparation as part of that. But before we get to that, how did you come to the point of trusting in Jesus for salvation? Who who led you to faith in Christ? Did you did you grow up in church? Did you come to church later in life? What's what's the story behind that? God's work in your life?
3: Um I grew up in uh, Oklahoma City at Southwest 2nd and Dewey. And right across the street from my house was Central Baptist Church. Now I was sent across the street to church. Mm-hmm. My family did not go. Uh, my mother, uh, my father was, not, was an absent father. And, but that pastor was determined that I should know the Lord. And so I was saved at the age of nine. I will say, however, in confession, that um, I've learned over time that without some family members or someone in your life to, men- to mentor you um, in, the, in Scripture, in, uh, in the things that Scripture teaches in living your life according to Scripture and making God a part of your life on a daily basis, that can easily get lost, right. and for many years of my life, it did. Um, I actually believe that coming to Emmaus was what the, the place where I really got connected and began to serve in a way that uh, I could serve. Yeah. We all have gifts t- to give, and I found mine here. Um, but I've been a Christian for a long time I know in my walk there have been times when I wondered if that by my actions whether that was really an actual event that happened Mm -hmm. but uh, you know the Holy Spirit has a way of he just kind of pokes you (laughs) needles you and talks to you when you drift away Mm -hmm. and uh, so I had that poking and conversation and drawing and um, counseling for a number of years before I began to listen and take heed to what uh, was was being, how I was being led. And finally got back on the right track, like I should have been all along. But it's it's really hard if you don't have someone helping you along that path. Maybe not for everyone, sure, but yeah. for some of us. Oh, absolutely, anyway.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, it's a good word there about If you see kids who are young in their faith, or teenagers, or even an adult who's new to faith, coming alongside that person, encouraging them, helping them, what what led you and Larry to Emmaus? How'd you how'd you end up in Emmaus?
3: We uh, we were going to um, First Southern in Dell City, which is a really large church, and because we're not particularly at least at that time, particularly outgoing people, we kind of got lost in the shuffle. So Jill, our daughter, was active in uh, BSU at that time, and she said, Well, Mom, you, you guys need to go out to Emmaus and hear uh, Robin Butler. And so we did, and we just fell in love. And that was like around Thanksgiving, and—, and um, Robin resigned from the church in January, and I'm not sure (laughs) why that was. No coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. we joined the church right away because we thought he was such a a good pastor, and the size of the church was small, maybe 300 people, just for us. It was good for us. Sure, yeah. And, uh, of course, it's grown and changed, and, and I love it here now, yeah. but at the time I thought, oh my word, are we going to have to move again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and the Lord didn't allow that. He's been no. here for a long time. So now we were going to talk a little bit about some ways you served at Emmaus, and we haven't seen your list of concerns yet, but you did come with your list of ways <laughs> that you you've served at Emmaus. So what are, what are some of the things that you've been able to do around the, around the church, Ann?
3: Well, I I have to tell the very beginning story was um, not long after Larry and I came out here. um, One of the comments that I heard was, well, you have to know that at that time, the worship center was where preschool is now. Sure, yeah. And the baby department and the room across from that were classrooms. And in between, where the washer and dryer is, was the baptistry. And someone just said... One day, you know, I wish they would quit leaving those wet towels in that floor after after the baptisms. And I thought, well, I can pick up wet towels and take them home and wash them and bring them back. I mean, really? I've been doing laundry for kids for a long time, so I, I ought to be able to handle that. That was my very first step forward in trying to get connected in the church. There were some committees. I... You know, if you do one thing, there's something else that follows <laughs> the right along behind that. And uh, we used to have a committee that um, gave put on, or gave showers for weddings and um, babies. So I worked with that for a while, and then the Miss Betty Curtis. Um, there was a library down in room 200 that had a few books and a bunch of other stuff stuck in that room and so I went in there one day and I love books and libraries and so I kinda thought well Betty how about me helping you for a little bit and she and I became really close friends over the years Um, and I love the library I love reading so that led to oh, maybe the coffee bar was being held in the out here in the middle of the lobby and it needed to be done a little differently, so Jim suggested we do it somewhere else. So I got involved in that, and then there was the coffee bar, and the Fergusons left, and James Turner tried to that for a while by himself and i thought okay there's a place that needs some help and i, I can make coffee i could you know <laughs> all these if you'll notice are very simple things they're yeah. not complicated yeah. Yeah. at all and yet very important uh, the Coffee <laughs> so and i worked with leo snow and in, in the kitchen cleaned leo up in the snow. kitchen oh, on wednesday yes. night for a while good um, good recall there the big things are the quilt ministry and the shoebox <laughs> ministry are the two things the shoebox ministry was something that needed leadership too, and I thought, well, okay, I can do that, you know. So my experience is that not everyone likes to lead things. They, they're, it, that's hard. That's hard for some people to do is to step out and say, okay, I'll just take charge of this and we'll go with it, where uh, they'll work with you to get things done. Right. I'm one of those that I'll just step off the cliff and <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I love this church. And, mm. um, of course, I've worked here for 17 years, <laughs> yeah. so that makes perhaps makes me more a part of the family than I would have been otherwise. But I've I've loved the staff, I've loved being a part of it. It's yeah. it's just been a great gift.
0: I think your your testimony there of just seeing a need and saying, I can step in and yeah. do that. I can I can yes. help. And you know, God open our eyes to what's going mm-hmm. on around us that so we can see that and step in and so I I love that part of your story. Now we're gonna have separate podcasts down the road specifically about quilting and Operation Christmas Child. So we'll get to those. Uh, the op- Operation Christmas Child though you you are all are going tomorrow right to Dallas yes, is that tomorrow I, you go what tell us about that
3: well um, there was a group that went I guess before COVID that I wasn't able to go with with them on that but I guess that, that it's a place where they take all of these uh, shoe boxes that have come in they open them up like they, they take out the contributions that are there they take out the things that are in there that can't be in there because of usually because of customs in other countries going to another country will not allow certain things to be in those boxes and if they're there then it slows that down in getting to the country or getting to the children so they clean maybe that's not the right word clean but they do go through the boxes and make sure that what's in them is appropriate to be in them and what will be acceptable to other countries. So I'm going to be be part of that, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's a standing on your feet for four or five hours and doing work. Yeah, but, hey, yeah. you know, you I, I think that's going to be fun.
0: It must be a massive warehouse, too, I think, where they do this. I yes. can't even imagine how many box. I mean, just think about the number of boxes that come through Emmaus yes. when we do collection, and, and then you multiply that. Mm-hmm. Tens and thousands, hundreds of thousands of times over. So
3: I think uh, I've come to appreciate that this ministry, this shoebox Operation Christmas Child, is it's a worldwide ministry. There are probably somewhere around eleven million shoeboxes every year that are packed and distributed. Can you imagine? I mean, what bigger, what ministry is bigger than that, with the potential of reaching children? who have siblings, who have parents, and other family members. I, I just, I think that's remarkable that that this group of people in North Carolina have made this grow and put this together, and every year they keep um, tweaking it and making it more efficient and working smoother and better and reaching more people. I think it's marvelous. I just, um, I love it's a that. miracle. Yeah.
0: When we talk about this proclaim and display podcast is supposed to help us show and tell the gospel to our neighbors and the nations and so this sunday we're going to take a food bag to neighbors and pray for them and we've also sent shoe boxes to the nations and we're praying for where those shoe boxes go and praying for you all tomorrow and and we're going to show up and pray for people in our neighborhoods this week and we're going to pray for those kids around the world
3: it's going to be fun brandy dean as you know is the leader the. Shoebox um, drop off, the shoebox ministry here, the drop off part of it. And uh, so she and I think there's 10 people, about 10 people going. So, in, in in the band, which I'm I'm really looking forward to that mm, part. Mm. <laughs> just time together, it'll be a smooth ride down there for sure. sure. you
0: got this, yeah, absolutely. Well, we we do have Lord's Supper coming up uh, this Sunday. I know preparation for that is is a special part of what you do, just prayerfully getting those elements together, and you work with the team, and then you're doing the coffee bar. And are you still open to a few more volunteers in the coffee bar? Or we are we are. in a pretty good spot there? So we would
3: love to have. Um, three or four more ladies, who, and that way the, the same people wouldn't have to be there every Sunday. We could uh, maybe have a schedule or just change off and fill in and do different, do that a little bit differently and give people, like this Sunday's coming up, uh, or rather the Christmas the Christmas Sunday, um, people maybe want to be out of town or go somewhere else with their family, and we, we don't have any... With the few people that we have, there's not enough flexibility to really cover that as well as we would like to, but still we'll manage. Sure, sure, we'll manage. Sure. Yeah.
0: So. Well if you guys are listening to this and looking for a way to, to jump yeah. in, come by and see the ladies in the coffee bar. And it's a good way to meet people, both serving together, but also just so many people come by there on Sunday morning. You get to interact with people. So if if you're listening to this and God's been working on your heart about finding a way to serve, it's a it's a good way to to jump in. So and as we as we wrap up Talk to us a little bit about what God might be teaching you personally, and then just encourage our church. what What's God doing in your heart? What would you want to say to to your church family? Anything? Anything on your heart? Anything to come to mind about that?
3: Um, I think the thing I've learned uh, over the last few years is um, to be to be positive. I, there's so much negativity in the world, and it's growing by leaps and bounds, I think, that uh, my life works much better if I can laugh and smile and make fun of myself, okay. and, you know, you guys too. I'm gonna make fun of y'all. Uh, <laughs> of course, we would expect nothing less. Sure. <laughs> that, we feel loved in that, yeah, I love but, that. Uh, but <laughs> if you can smile and just have a good time, that, that makes life so much better right. as you go along i i i enjoy reading my um bible every day um i'm disappointed when i don't do that hmm. when i have to get up and run off somewhere and I don't have the time to spend that i would would like to that brings joy it's joy hmm.
0: that's maybe good. that's the word i love joy. it i love it thank you for that and you you truly bring joy to our lives into <laughs> yeah. our church mm-hmm. absolutely you do so absolutely. uh Jaron, would you would you pray for our friend? Pray for Ann. Pray for our church family. Uh, the shoebox ministry, the meal bags coming up this this Sunday, Lord's Supper this Sunday. So many things going on, but just just pray over Ann. Pray over our church church family, and we'll wrap up. Let's do that.
2: God, we just uh, we are humbled um, by your blessing in our life, uh, first and foremost through your Son Jesus, who makes us right with you, and we are. Today, standing on his work and what he has done, and we are just so thankful for that. And and as an extension of that kindness, you bring people in our life to remind us of your goodness and to bring joy in our lives. And Anne, Darling has certainly been that person for me, and uh, I'm just so thankful for her. I'm thankful you've given her not only physical life, but Lord, given her spiritual life and Lord used her in a mighty way in my life and so many others and so uh, I really thank you for how you've um, Lord just let her share some of her story today and be an encouragement to so many and uh, Lord we just pray and ask um, Lord also as an extension of that kindness that we might be able to do the same uh, to the nations and to our neighborhoods uh, Lord uh, through these shoe boxes that have been um, organized and shuffled and delivered um, Lord, in the coming days as they go out all, all over the world, uh, Lord, may you use it as a means to open eyes and ears and hearts to who you are. And uh, Lord, even this Sunday, Lord, as we uh, fellowship together after our, one of our worship gatherings, God, and to be able to eat lunch and then to go out in our community and to, uh, to smile and to offer encouragement and prayer, but also physical food, um, Lord, I pray that you would use that Um, to communicate your heart for them. And Lord, that you might use it to allow them to see how good you really are. And so, God, we just thank you again uh, for your goodness to us through your son and through others. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, as a response, Lord, we would proclaim and display you. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Have a great day, Emmaus. Bye-bye. Okay.